Today's episode is brought to you by Positively Productive Systems, whose mission is to be the antidote to your stress and to provide compassionate productivity resources and coaching that help you heal and achieve. Be sure to check out both free and paid resources at PositivelyProductive.com resources. And this is what I want people to think about. Your journey to confidence is going to be built with every single tiny step and habit that you create towards it. There's going to be uncertainty. There's going to be fear. There's going to be a lot of unknowns. And you have to just focus on what is the right next step. And like we talked about with that bucket, that little, what's your next drop in the bucket? And as you're going forward, you're going to see, you're going to see, look, oh my God, look at all the, I took all those steps. I climbed up the ladder. I went up the spoke. I put one knee on the pole. Then I got that second knee and all of that. Stop focusing on the end. Focus on the now. You're listening to the Positively Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Zarotny, founder of Positively Productive Systems and a productivity coach certified in positive psychology and stress management. Join me as we explore ways to live a more proactive, positive life with episodes on productivity, self-awareness, mindset, entrepreneur life, habits and systems, simplicity, fun, and more. I understand overwhelm personally as a multi-passionate entrepreneur, wife and mom to kids and cats, and as a caregiver. I'm here to help you choose what's right for you so you can do less, live more, and breathe easier. Sound good? Let's get to it. Welcome to the Positively Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa, and today we're talking about habits and how they connect to and build our confidence, which is something we could all use more of. Helping me with this foundational topic is Julie DeLuca Collins, the founder and CEO of Go Confidently Services, the host of the popular Casa de Confidence podcast and her weekly radio show, Confident You. As a business and life strategist coach, Julie helps women business owners launch or grow their businesses, get clients and achieve their dreams, and is a sought-after public speaker, trainer, and course creator. Our conversation today is filled with encouragement and practical points. You'll hear examples from both of us on habits we've developed and the truly tiny steps that started them. We celebrate each other and share perspectives on what you need to do before you even start a habit then what you can do as you begin them. To complement this episode, I highly recommend listening to one of my original episodes on habits, as well as episodes on savoring and celebrating and on letting go of what doesn't serve you. I'll be sure to link those in the show notes for you. Now I encourage you to take this inspiration and go take action, but keep it small. You want to start with a step so simple and so doable, you almost feel like it's not worth doing. It almost makes you wonder, what's this really going to do? But I promise you, Lao Tzu was right. The journey of a thousand miles truly does begin with a single step. Now let's join Julie and talk about building our confidence through habits. Welcome to the Positively Living Podcast, Julie DeLuca Collins. I'm delighted to have you here. Lisa, thank you so much for having me. It is a pleasure to be with you today. Before we dig into, it's one of my favorite topics, and I know it's one of yours, I'd love it if you tell us a bit about 
who you are and who you help. And I think my favorite part of this question would be what makes you light up? I'm going to tell you what makes me light up first. Number one is seeing the wins of women who are as passionate as I am about making an impact on the world. One of my biggest values is service. And what I find is that there's a lot of women out there who have a big purpose in their heart to be able to make an impact. And when I see them actually bringing that to fruition, it lights me up. Julie Deluga Collins, as you mentioned, but I'm also a podcaster, author, soon to be TEDx speaker, which I'm thrilled. But more importantly, I'm a business and life strategy coach, and I help individuals grow their brand and business through the usage of tiny habits and becoming more confident to be the CEO of their life and business. I love that. Congrats on the TEDx. That is so exciting. I actually, a little birdie told me that's the same birdie (laughs) who connected us, Brooke Young. So I do want to shout out to her because she is just absolutely lovely. She is. uh, And she's amazing. And I love everybody that she connects me with. And I'm so happy to have you in my universe. (laughs) Yeah, same here. Okay, so that's what lights you up. And I think we'll dig into more of, you know, about who you are and and who you help. You've touched upon that as we talk about the topic du jour, habits, and really, most importantly, how they build confidence, because that's so important, especially in your world with the women you help, right, to build that confidence, to step out and to shine your light in this world and to raise your voice and to bring your gifts to it. That's not easy for me to say, (laughs) gifts, (laughs) to everyone else. You have gifts. I can't say that word, but that's okay. What we can do is say, bring those out to the world and for us to uh, see that happen. We both believe in that. So let's start with the habits. Let's talk a bit about what they are and why they're important to us. Well, I'm going to start off with saying that before I became a certified tiny habits coach, one of the biggest things that I always struggle with is that motivation. And I kept thinking, how do I become more motivated? Because there's a lot of things I want to do. There's habits I want to create. But there was a piece of it missing. And like many of us, I had read all of the different books on habits, Atomic Habits, The Power of Habits. And I thought they were great. But somehow, again, there was the missing link. And I finally found it. I found it when I read the book, Tiny Habits which is authored by Dr. B.J. Fogg. Mm-hmm. He is the founder of the Behavior Lab at Stanford University and has been studying habits for his good portion of his career. And he has the research that Atomic Habits, for instance, is based on. And one of the things that I found is that in order for us to create a new behavior, three things need to be present. Number one is motivation, which I already said was missing for me many times. And the other two is the ability to do the new behavior and the prompt, something that reminds us to do it. Now, habits, believe it or not, are something that we already have because our brain likes to be very efficient. And most of the behavior that we do throughout the day is automated. We already have habits in place. So there's many times in which we want to create additional habits or change some existing behavior. So it's important to then create the framework where you're not relying on motivation, but you're creating a prompt and the ability to come together for you to do the new behavior. So once I started to figure that out, I started to be able to, oh, wait, I can do this. 
But the biggest part of the secret and the secret sauce is that you have to start small, which for many of us is a challenge. We want to go big or go home. And we think, oh my gosh, I need to go to the gym and work out for three hours, even though yesterday I was at home in the couch with some potato chips, right? So that's the piece of it. You have to make it doable and that it's so tiny in the behavior that you're just like, okay, I might as well do it. It's not that hard, right? That's the first step. And then the second piece of it is that we change not because of repetition. We change because we feel good, because our brain feels good. So that is really the premise about habits. And that's one of the biggest things that I want your listeners to take away from today's conversation. We change because of the emotion. And that, when we change, we become more confident. Mm, I love that. And I love what you said about starting small because everyone listening who has been listening to me already would be like, okay, that sounds familiar. (laughs) (laughs) And here's the key. What I love that you said was that start small because you're like, oh, yeah, I can do that. And that's the initial feeling you want is for whatever step to be something where you're like, oh, yeah, I can do that. But I wouldn't want to say sort of the other side of the coin or the challenge and what we want to encourage you through in this conversation is that sometimes you can be like, oh, that's so small. What difference will that make? Mm, That's our imposter syndrome. And that's our brain trying to say, oh, my gosh, focus on that big gap, because let's stay in our comfort zone. Let's not go to the gap of how far or how long it's going to take us to get there if we do things very small. The reality is that when we see that we can do it and we feel good about what we have done, mm-hmm. then we build that motivation, right? That it's not, it's elusive, but it doesn't help us to think that we have to, you know, make the big action. The world is always telling us that. And I, I like to tell my clients that if we were to fill a bucket and we were doing it one drop at a time, it would get filled. You just have to focus on what is going on here in the present moment. And that's key. Absolutely. And that building on the wins. Small wins are wins. Wins are wins. Take the W. Take it. (laughs) Take the win. Stack them up. (laughs) Yeah. And so that win helps you to try another and try another and try another. And it does build up. I'm happy to celebrate with you today as we are recording this podcast Positively Living has gone over 25,000 downloads. Amazing. Congratulations. That is such a great milestone. It feels good to get there, right? Yes. And what I want to keep driving home is that not only am I absolutely gobsmacked and humbled by this, (laughs) but I started small. I started with one episode and one download and then 10 downloads and it keeps going I've been doing this consistently. I've shown up. I've created a habit of doing the podcast and trusting the process. So, yeah. Amazing. Right? Thank you so much. Congratulations, though. And by the way, I want to celebrate that because when we are doing the work, sometimes that's when our brain will say, oh, but it's so tedious. Are you sure this is going to make a difference? It does. It makes a difference. And that's what we need to focus on. Right. And that celebrating part, what you have done so graciously here, and I talk about this as well, is so important to us because 
that is the win and that is the feeling that we want to keep striving for, keep reminding our brains of. Because I had something happen this past week where I was like, but I've been doing this. It's a habit now. I'm in it. I've got it. I've been building it. Great. 25,000. What's next? I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Not what's next. How about... (laughs) How about stop for a moment and savor this one? That's and right. I, yeah. <laughs> it's so. the high achiever in, in, in some of us, right? I talk to my clients a lot about the sabotaging behaviors and thoughts that we have. And those yeah. are the ones. I'm a high achiever too. Every time I hit a goal, it's like, oh, yay. Okay, what's next? And sometimes that's the thing that when we don't savor the moment, then we're not able to really be aware of, whoa, let me measure what worked. Let me measure what got me here. Because, by the way, although what got you here worked, what's going to get you there may need some tweaking. That sounds just like the title of a book. Is it uh, what got you here won't get you there to find that? And by the way, any of the books that we are talking about here will be on my favorites page of the website, positivelyproductive.com slash favorites. Well, I love the work that you're doing. And I love that you're a reader, by the way, because I think that this is the one thing that builds our ability to move forward is really gaining some of this insight and creating this library of reference that we can go to. I love it. I'm going to have to check out the page and see what I haven't read yet so I can go check it out. Or at least, you know, point people to it. And back behind me is a set of the special hard copy books. And of course, you mentioned them already. I mean, Atomic Habits is there as a nod to the fact that everyone loves it. And he has really distilled some good information in there. But I do have a special place in my heart for Charles Duhigg because he pulled Mm. out a lot of really interesting stories uh, to help us understand quite literally the power of habit. All this to say one more thing about habits in the real world. This reading thing, there have been days when I'm like, who's got time for this? And the habit that I created was a tiny habit of saying, can you do five pages or 10 pages? What feels like very doable each day? Please don't make me do the math, but you know, you have a 300 page (laughs) book, a 500 page book in a matter of, it could be weeks, it could be months, but really it doesn't matter ultimately if you are consistently doing it because you're working your way through, you're absorbing that information. And sometimes it's easier to absorb a little at a time. So it's doable. And by the way, BJ talks about how habits are like plants. And what we're doing with tiny habits is we're planting a little seed and it grows. And there's days in which, like you, Lisa, I set out to read three pages every day. And some days I read three pages and some days I'm like, oh, I got to get going. I've been sitting here for like an hour. And that's the power of habit that it gives you comfort. And really our brain likes that habitual thing. And when I look, it's like time goes by anyway, whether we spend three pages or whole chapter, time is going to go by anyway. So spend the time investing in the things that are going to grow and multiply. Absolutely. And another thing I'll add, and it's something that I do as well, is that little by little, those tiny habits are actually exceptional for skill acquisition. So right now I'm teaching myself to play guitar. I actually have been for a while and I'm obsessed with finger picking and five minutes a day, 10 minutes a day, something that feels doable. And you're right, because in the moment when you're feeling it, when you get into that flow, 
you might go longer, but you get to say, I did it, if you're there for five minutes. Absolutely. You're never a failure. You're doing it. And that's the thing. For me, I started really building on my drinking more water as most of us need. And guess what my tiny habit is? When I let my dogs out, I fill my water bottle. And mm. every day I do it. And I am never a failure at getting my water because I am only going for the minimum baseline of filling the water bottle. There you go. And that's the habit. And that's all you need mm -hmm. to grow. That planting the seed, I do love that metaphor. The first time I felt that concept and that hope of how the small steps really make a difference was actually in The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. So good. I love that book. Right. And that was one of the first also on the favorites page because that started the whole ball rolling to say, stop thinking it's not enough. You're not enough. Start understanding that when you take these tiny steps, it's going to grow and it's going to grow exponentially. So in terms of habits developing and growing. Let's now talk about how we can leverage them. Let's go more into this building confidence and, and what you've seen and what we can do very specifically to lead to that, wherever it is that we're, we're feeling unsure, because <laughs> that's all of us, right? And even when we get confident about one thing, there's always something else waiting, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And I think that this is the misconception that a lot of people have, Lisa. And by the way, this is probably the thing that really was the catalyst for me doing what I'm doing, whether it be my company, Go Confidently Services, or my podcast, Cause of Confidence. I spent over 20 years growing up in corporate America, going from one position to the next, getting a promotion here and there. And it was exhilarating. It was exciting. I loved it. And like I mentioned before, I am a high achiever. I was always into, okay, what's next? What's next? But people would come up to me and a lot of women would come up to me within the company or my friends and say, wow, congratulations. That's great. I wish I was as confident as you are. And I would think, um, yes, there is a level. I am a older child. I am the firstborn. I'm very outgoing. So yes, there is a level there, but it's not a hundred percent true all of the time. I have times in which I do what a lot of people do. I compare and despair. I look at the neighbor and I'm like, oh, look at them go. How come I can't do that? Yet I haven't even tried, right? I also look at daunting new exercises or new adventures. And I think, oh, I don't know if I could do this. Right. And you kind of stand at the edge of the precipice and you're wondering, like, can I jump? Can I do it? It's a matter of doing it. I, I want to give you a quick story because I think that this will illustrate um, a little bit of what this concept of confidence is. I was probably about 20, say 23, 24, and I was teaching I taught at the time. I was not in corporate at the time. I lived in Miami and we went with a group of friends to an hour bound type ropes course. This is before it became very popular. And I'm not afraid of heights, but, you know, again, I have a healthy respect for heights. And I went and there was one particular course in which it was a big telephone pole. They had like a big six foot ladder 
leaning on the telephone pole. I said, okay, well, I'll do the exercise. Why not? And you climbed up the ladder. And I said, you know what? All I'm going to do is climb up the ladder. And I focused on the ladder. And it was kind of wobbly because it was leaning on a telephone pole. And I'm climbing up the ladder. And I'm like, huh, all right, well, I made it here. Like, you know what? Those little spokes on the pole don't look that hard. I think I could try those. And I slowly started my way up. The telephone pole is about 50 feet off the ground. As I got to almost the top, I said, okay, this is great. Okay, I'm going to come down. And my friend said, no, no, keep going. Now, mind you, I am strapped in. I had a harness. I had a, a safety line and everything. But it was really uncomfortable. I don't climb telephone poles. <laughs> I didn't have the confidence that I could do it. But it really required someone to say, you can do it. Keep going. I've got you. So I started going. And then when I got to the very top of the telephone pole, there's a four by four plank on top of the pole. And the premise is that you were going to pull yourself up onto that. And I'm like, no, I don't think I can do that. And then I thought, well, I'm going to try. Maybe I'll just put my knee down, right? And that's all I'm going to do. Put my knee down and sort of see if I can pick myself up. And as I put my knee down, the pole started to kind of sway and I could feel the fear. And even talking about it today and giving it a story, like I feel that emotion because it's so vivid, right? And I could feel the, the harness kind of pulling on me. And my brain immediately went to like, you're going to fall, you're going to die. Because when you fall off a telephone pole, you die. It took me probably a good half an hour to just pull myself onto my knees another 10 minutes to just stand up. And then all of a sudden I was at the top of this telephone pole and I looked and I could see the city of Miami on the distance. And it was a beautiful day and there was planes from the airport because we were not too far. And I thought, wow, that was one step at a time. And look what a big payoff. But guess what? There was more. My friend said, hey, turn around. And I'm like, what? Turn around? No, because this thing is going to pull me and I'm going to fall and I'm going to die. And he's like, I got you. I got you. And slowly, one little shuffle at a time, I made the 180 degree circle. And then all of a sudden in front of me, there's a trapeze. I'm like, okay, what now? He's like, jump, jump to the trapeze. And I'm like, no, heck no, I'm not doing that. I didn't say heck, but you know what I said. <laughs> I'm like, get me down. He's like, nope, keep going. And at this point, they've taken the ladder out. There was so much fear, apprehension. I did not believe that I could do it. I've never flown in a trapeze. But what I decided to do is, you know what? All right, I'm going to take a deep breath. I'm going to jump and I'm going to trust because there's a line holding me. And I took that leap and I grabbed the trapeze. And because my hands were very sweaty from the fear, I slipped right off. But I was there and I, and I was safe. And this is what I want people to think about. Your journey to confidence is going to be built with every single tiny step and habit that you create towards it. There's going to be uncertainty. There's going to be fear. There's going to be a lot of unknowns. And you have to just focus on what is the right next step. And like we talked about with that bucket, that little, what's your next drop in the bucket? And as you're going forward, you're going to see, you're going to see, look, oh my God, look at all the, I took all those steps. 
I climbed up the ladder. I went up the spoke. I put one knee on the pole. Then I got that second knee. And all of that, stop focusing on the end. Focus on the now. And that's going to help you increase your confidence. And that's the same way in which I help my clients, one step at a time. What you said earlier before the story, which was phenomenal, thank you for sharing that, Julie, is it's a matter of doing it. And the way that you described doing it in the story is so important. Here's that auditory highlight that I like to do. You know, you've heard something. (laughs) Let's pretend we have a highlighter and highlight it. The way you described saying, okay, I can try walking up the ladder. All right. Okay. I'm going to try these spokes next. And all right, I'm up here. I got this far. And each and every, okay, I think I can make it to that next point. It's not, oh, I'm going to do this whole course or do this whole thing. It's very vividly showing us that idea of, yes, we understand that there's a big picture involved, but we step back to do the thing by going for the small pieces of it, the small steps. And that it's also okay if your story had ended with, and I got to the top platform. Right. That would have been awesome. If it had been like, I got to the top of the ladder. And then next time I went back, I went to the ladder and I went further. That also would have been amazing. But you're right. The combination of saying, okay, how about to here next? Okay, then what about this next? And when we start to translate that to things like taking imperfect action and saying, okay, we're going to do the basics here when we're developing something, this is also why, and as a productivity coach, very specifically, I encourage concepts of, like in lean management, MVP, the minimum viable product. The most basic, the simplest things in lean management, the very purpose of that is let's not be wasteful. Don't get ahead of yourself. What's brilliant is that by not getting ahead of yourself and being like, I have to do all the things and it has to be all the perfection possible. Instead, it's like, okay, what's the minimum thing I can do to move the needle forward, to take the step, to try the thing? And when you do that, oftentimes that makes it an easier step. Absolutely. The other point, Lisa, and I think that this is key to everyone, is We believe that in this journey to productivity, in the journey to change, to become more confident, have better habits, that it's just us. It never is just us. There are people in our corner ready to cheer us on, ready to hang the rope, ready to give us the ladder. All we have to do is look around and at times ask, because asking sometimes Is all it takes for people to be there to support us. We're part of a greater picture. And sometimes people get joy out of being the person that's cheering you on. And that builds your confidence because you know that there's people who are there to catch you. Absolutely. I mean, looking at our conversation here and how we are excited about each other's success and cheering each other on And I know for a fact, I can speak for Julie, that if you have something going on and you want to share with us, especially when you hear this episode and you're like, okay, here's something I wanted to do. I need a little boost. We will give you that boost. Tag us on any social. Like, I love it when people are like, oh, I'm doing this. And I just love celebrating individuals because life is too short 
to not pay attention to the goodness that is happening all around us. Yeah. And life is certainly too short to not try the thing. Okay. And speaking of trying the thing, as we head toward a wrap up here, what is the next best thing for us to do when we're hearing this and we're like, oh my gosh, Julie, you're so right. Yes. And I want to build confidence and there's some things that I want to move toward and I'm feeling unsure. What are the next best steps for us? The first thing that I tell my clients, anytime that you want to kind of figure out what is the next best step, I want you to evaluate what your long-term goals are, your dreams, but also what your values and what your priorities are. Because if your goals and your priorities are not aligned, it doesn't matter how productive you want to be. It doesn't matter how confident you want to grow to, to become or what habits you're going to implement because your habits are part of what supports the aspiration we want to have. If we want to become, let's say, a healthy person, what does it mean to be healthy? Well, it means someone that is strong, maybe eats healthy in whatever that aspiration, right, for whatever your life is. But if I'm not prioritizing the time to meal prep or the time to maybe go for a walk around the block, then we're not going to be able to create the right habits because it's not a priority for us to do that. The same thing with our business. If you want to grow in confidence, if you want to set up the right habits, start to analyze who do you want to be? Why do you want to be that? And then how are you going to create the space and the margin in your daily life to get there? I mentioned earlier that we have to have the ability present to create a new habit. The ability is prioritizing the tasks that it takes. And that's one of the things where a lot of people, you know, have that cognitive dissonance that they're saying, I want this, but they're not doing the thing, right? And they want to do the thing, but they figure out like, why can I do it? Because it's not a priority. Start with why. Yeah, they may want it to be a priority, but it really isn't. So getting in alignment is absolutely 100% right on. You and I are, speaking of being in alignment, so in <laughs> yeah. alignment about that because you know, coming from the productivity coach side, I, I will say, hey, you can have the best system in place. You can even have the best habit set for you. But if what you're trying to accomplish doesn't align with what you value or is in direct conflict with something else that you value more, which is prioritization right there, it won't happen. That sets the foundation. And then in terms of setting up the habit, what would you suggest? Like a habit that features and supports one of the biggest things, again, with setting up a habit is once you analyze what your why, what your priorities, what your values, then start small and look at what is one small change that you can make and then start to see where does it fit in with your life? Where does it fit in? So, for instance, for me, yoga practice, right? Where does it fit in? Well, it's not going to be at the end of the day where I'm just kind of like, oh, I just need to go and have dinner, hang out with my husband and the dogs. It's going to be in the morning when I'm by myself, when I'm alone, when I have the time and I start to construct and enter in these pockets of time that make sense. But it's very important again for you to, and take stock of your schedule. Maybe you're living by default instead of by intention. You're just kind of letting life happen. You're letting other people's priorities analyze what your time is like. Are you living 
you know, things just happen. You wake up and you're like, okay, I got to get coffee. I got to go. Oh my God, I don't have time. No. Analyze like, oh, do I really need to get coffee in the morning, you know, on my way to work? Why can't I make it here? And then that will give me some extra time or, or really begin to create analyzing. For me, one of the biggest habits that I created in the last 10 years is, um, I don't want to say I became a morning person, but I became a person that wakes up early. But what I had to analyze is number one, why do I want to get up early and analyze is that aligned? How can I get up early? And then I realized that the biggest obstacle that I had getting up early was going to bed on time. (laughs) It's hard to get up early when you're uh, reading till midnight or whatever time, right? So then I had to start small. You know what? I'm going to let my phone go into sleep mode at 10 o'clock. Then I'm going to let my phone remind me, hey, it's 930. Start getting yourself together. So all of these tiny, small steps really supported the identity I wanted. And then I made the ability, I found the ability to do the work by creating all of these frameworks. Yeah. And those are steps in the right direction and understanding how those steps connect. And this is definitely where a coach can help. I know that when I'm working with clients on designing that ideal day and you talk about like adjusting the morning routine, you're absolutely right. It starts the evening before. Mm-hmm. So depending upon when you want to wake up and how you're doing and what kind of sleep you need, not just want all of those things and making a tiny habit the night before, starting with that habit to eventually help you move toward the morning habits. That's brilliant. Something you mentioned earlier, and I want to bring back around to this in terms of developing these tiny habits and ways to do it that can almost be seamless. You talked about hydration as a habit. And you said, when I let the dogs out, I fill up my water bottle. You're talking about anchoring a habit. And that is so brilliant. There's something else you're already doing, whether it's a habit for you or you've been trained, because we all know our pets train us. (laughs) Our Uh, pets train (laughs) us indeed. So either way, that's something you're doing. So if you're already doing it, how can you connect the two? That's awesome. And that's the way to do it. Again, working with you in your life. That's the recipe. So the recipe for tiny habits is when I blank, I will blank and celebrate. And celebration is not big. Celebration could be for me, my celebration typically is good job, Julie. And it could be something as simple as that or giving yourself a thumbs up or pat on the back or doing a little shoulder wiggle, whatever it might be. Or messaging your biz bestie or mentioning it here. And then I'll say... Good job, Julie. And I'm going to take a sip of my water because you're inspiring me. And as we wrap up, I'd love it if you tell us where we can find you online. Well, thank you again, Lisa. And thank you so much for this incredibly positive environment. And you are a master podcaster. No wonder you've hit such a big milestone. My presence online is Julie DeLuca Collins on all of the social media platforms, except Twitter, because that's a dumpster fire and I'm out of along there. <laughs> However, Julie DeLuca Collins anywhere. And also my website is goconfidentlycoaching.com. And if you go to goconfidentlycoaching.com, you can download some of my tiny habits, uh, either the five-day free coaching that the Tiny Habits Academy does. You can sign up for that. It's free. We don't try to sell you anything, but that's a great way for you to start to develop. And I'll help you the recipes 
that can help you. And if you're working with Lisa, if you're working with a coach, you can say, okay, these are the things I've, I created in my tiny habits uh, place. And you can then use those as stepping stones in little seeds that will help you grow greater habits. Love that. I will make sure to have those links in the show notes. so It's easy for you to find. And of course, when you're on the socials and you find me, you'll find Julie too, because we are connected there. So are you now ready for our fun rapid wrap up? Love it. Let's do it. All right. You're filling in the blanks for me, please. A song that lifts my spirits, makes me dance. Okay. I want to be sedated is my favorite song when I need to pick me up. <laughs> oh, that is brilliant. That might be even better than the answer that Twitter is a dumpster fire. <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> and what I also love is that our family rock band actually does that song. So Ooh, next time I, I will it. make sure to record it and send Yay, it to you. <laughs> send it to me. That's my fave. <laughs> okay. How about a quote or a mantra that inspires me that I tend to share maybe? Okay, it's very simple. It's Henry David Thoreau. Go confidently in the direction of your dreams. Live the life you have imagined. First of all, love any of the transcendental literature folks such as mm -hmm. Thoreau. Secondly, it totally makes sense considering your business name. That is my mantra. And that's why the business is called what it is because it's forever that. been my mantra. All right. So quick shout out to my biz bestie, Liz August of Simplify Simplify. So maybe you can guess what her inspiration <laughs> oh, was. Okay. Yeah, I'm ready now. <laughs> All right. Last of the first three questions would be a resource, and that can be a book or an app, you know, in addition to BJ Fogg's Tiny Habits that's made my life better. Well, I'm going to tell you one app that definitely has helped me in my habit creation. It's called Habit Bull. I'm not an affiliate. I wish I was because I recommend it so much to people, but it's really fun. You can enter in what habits you want to create. And then when you actually do them, you can go and give yourself a little check mark and ta-da. And then you can measure like how many days out of the week, how many months. And it's really fun to see your progress and all the different habits are coordinated by color. So that if you're visual and then you can see like, oh, my God, look at that calendar. It's got all those colors. That's so awesome. And you can see your progress. And if there's one habit, maybe that it's not progressing, then you can say, you know what, does that work? And, and then really kind of tweak the creation of that habit. I love that. First of all, we do love our check marks and our checklists, which are awesome. And I didn't want to pressure you, but I'm so glad that you mentioned something related to habits, a habit tracker. <laughs> and I'll absolutely locate the details on that, put that in the show notes as well. Okay, now as a bonus and last, but certainly not least, what are you grateful for today, Julie? You know what? I'm incredibly grateful for my mom. And for anybody who's been following me and it's in my universe, you know, that my mom fell and broke her pelvis at the beginning of March, broke it in five places. And she is 80. And today I spoke to her and she's kind of back to her home. She's home. She's doing well. She's walking. She's hanging out with her girlfriends from church. So I am incredibly grateful for that. It's good to see her. I wish she was here with me. I've been trying to get her to move with me here, but she's in Atlanta. I'm in Connecticut and that's home for her, but I'm incredibly grateful that she's here and I can uh, talk to her on the phone and see that she is healing. Oh, I am so grateful that she's doing better. And I'm also so grateful for you and for being connected by Brooke 
And I want to thank you, Julie, for shining your light so beautifully and helping others shine their light and for sharing all your wisdom here today with us. Oh, Lisa, you're so kind. Thank you so much. And again, also thank you to Brooke. She is incredible. And I love surrounding myself with incredible women, just like the two of you. Thank you for joining me today. Your time is precious and limited, and I'm honored you chose to spend it with me. If you have feedback, questions, or want to schedule a chat, head to positivelyproductive.com slash connect. And if you are looking for any of the resources referenced on the podcast, from books to products to training and more, go to positivelyproductive.com slash resources.